Hey everybody, it's John from Vacation Rentals with John. I'm glad to be back. So now, 2024, now is the time to strike. Dare to be different? Well, this is how I win repeat guests. You do what most people don't want to do or just can't. Now that things are slower, for most, especially with these shorter lead times, we can set ourselves apart. I'm not talking about a little wine and chocolate on the counter. No, I'm talking about perfecting the guest experience. Think about the best hotels you've ever stood at, which is kind of hard right now because when I stay at a Hyatt or Hilton, it's not like it used to be, right? But service used to stand out. Think about a Hilton Doubletree. You know that warm cookie, friendly staff, clean sheets, the ability to call the front desk if you need something and you get it pretty quickly. Basically a nice stay without all the issues. This is what vacation rental guests want too, right? But what are they getting in reality? The place looks great in the pictures. That's why you booked it, of course. But when they get there, the house smells musty. The remotes don't work. You can't get your favorite show. You can't get Law & Order on a TV, right? The cleaners don't wash the comforters, and they have body odor from the last five guests because the owner didn't want to sort out the laundry issue and just told the cleaners to make do. Oh, yeah, and the trash in the front, it's overflowing from the morning check-in, and there are several light bulbs out. There's cobwebs in the corners, toenails on the patio floor, by the pool, and the pool table has worn out pool cues. Well, this is actually, folks, what most vacation rentals look like in Florida. And I've dealt with hundreds of vacation rentals in Florida, and they don't look anything like the pictures because the owner lives a thousand miles away. Um, They had a property manager that did them wrong, and they haven't seen the place in God knows how long, and they're still renting the place like that. So the bar is actually not set that high. You can actually stand out compared to all of that new supply. And according to Price Labs, we're actually supply-wise. 50% more properties, 50% more listings in less than two years. That's absolutely nuts. That's bonkers. But we still have to compete. So the hard thing is when you're looking on Airbnb or Verbo or Booking.com, you only go off the pictures in the description. So you're just looking for the best deal at the best price that looks the most attractive and sexy in the pictures. But when you get there, you knew you messed up because your family's all cringy. They're like, oh, this is nasty. And then you have to call Airbnb support and you got to find another place to stay. Well, a lot of guests are going through that right now because there's so many properties, but the hosts that are running the properties are just trying to milk them for money and they're not actually delivering the experience that they should be delivering. But that's how we can set ourselves apart. Because although you may not be able to reel them in and get them the book based on a delicious guest experience, when you do deliver that and you deliver it consistently, your reviews will signal that and your repeat guest list will grow because people will remember that last time they went to that location, say it be Orlando or Nashville, they had a great time and they don't want to take the risk of booking a new place when it can absolutely suck. So when you deliver on a good guest experience, people do tell their friends and family, they do come back and they do leave really great feedback. So let's talk about real practical tips on how we can do this right now. When's the last time you've been to your property? Hope it was recent if you're renting it out because let me tell you something. No one's going to care about your place as much as you. Not your cleaners, although if you do have a good cleaner, you keep them close because it's hard to find one, right? But you. So if you trust your property manager, that's great. But I always say trust and verify. And you do want to take uh, an unannounced, an unannounced visit to your home to see how it's actually being left and presented to guests that are staying there. 
And if you're brand new and you don't have guests yet, it's okay because this is something you can do six months, 12 months in. But you need to go undercover boss and totally get in the weeds to see if somebody's playing you, to see if somebody's not doing what they're supposed to, to see what your house smells like, to see that first impression for yourself. And that audit is what I'd call it, is critical to making sure everything is actually running smoothly and you're running a squared away vacation rental. The first thing you should notice when you do your walk is the smell. What does your home smell like? It shouldn't smell like fabuloso. It shouldn't smell like vinegar. It should smell clean. Clean smells like the place has just been cleaned. There's no overpowering fragrance, especially today. People are, they have allergies. They just get headaches with those smells. It needs to smell clean, but not fruity. So any sort of fragrance that's being used to clean should be used very mildly or not at all because the place has to have a clean smell. The sheets need to smell clean. They don't need to smell like uh, someone sprayed uh, Febreze on them. It needs to just smell clean. And once you get past the smell, immediately notice if anything is dusty. Look inside. Look at the fans. Look at the vents. Um, look at the windowsills. Is anything dusty? The, cur- the curtains, the blinds? Because dust is the number one thing people look at to make sure that the place was properly turned over. And if you notice dust, that means what's going on is a quick job. because. Dusting is one of the most important principles of a proper clean. After you move on from dust, check under the sofa. When you check under the sofa, there should be no popcorn. There should be no toys from the children. There should be no remote under the sofa. Check the sofa. Go to the remote controls. Are all the remote controls labeled or do they even work? Do they have batteries? And when you check the back where the batteries are, did they just tape the batteries to the remote? Or does it actually have a little clicky cover that's supposed to be there? You want to make sure that your remotes are working because there's nothing a guest gets upset about more than not being able to turn on their favorite TV show as soon as they got there from a long plane ride or a long drive. The remotes need to be in the right rooms and they need to be working. That's why I recommend actually using those uh, Roku remotes because you could buy basically the same remote for every room, extremely cheap, $10 or so on Amazon. And then you can just put the same remote to all the rooms. When you have too many remotes, you're just making everything more complicated. But all the remotes need to work. Then when you go to the kitchen, the kitchen, the pots and pans, those pots and pans cannot be all scratched up and used and crusty. Because I don't want to cook my eggs in the morning on some crusty pots and pans. And neither does your yes. If you have pots and pans, they need to be gently used or they need to just be clean and they shouldn't have that scratched up surface because that's full of toxins. You just don't want that being presented to your guests. So if the last time you replaced your pots and pans was like a year or two ago, odds are you probably need to buy another set. The refrigerator, I love baking soda. When you got the baking soda refrigerator, it smells nice and clean. The refrigerator cannot smell like fish, cannot have a weird smell. It grosses people out. The fridge needs to be clean. Those are the first things I would check for getting in a vacation rental. And if those things are all good, I can sort of relax until I get to the bathroom. When I get to the bathroom, hair, hair, hair is the worst thing that you can find in a bathroom. Someone else's, you know, hair from you know where. So you want to make sure that your place doesn't have other people's hair in the bathroom. Um, You want to make sure toothpaste or any sort of crustiness is not happening around the sink. And there's no soap scum or mildew in the showers. It needs to be a nice, clean appearance, even in hotels. You can check in sometimes and the bathroom just wasn't cleaned right. 
So bathrooms are super important because people will look and pick on the bathroom, especially Airbnb guests. Lots of complaints that get the clean fever funded are because of bathrooms. So always check your bathrooms when you're doing this undercover boss thing. Okay, good. The bedrooms, the linens, it's tricky because in most vacation rentals, the clean fee is covering the costs of doing laundry, right? So you're paying your cleaner, they're going, they're doing the laundry, probably at your house in your own washer and dryer. They can only do maybe five cycles in there in a 10 to four turn. So they probably can just get through the sheets, the pillowcases and the towels. So those comforters, if you don't have duvet covers and you're using those really thick, heavy comforters, are they actually being washed? Because in Florida, most of the time they don't wash those things. And I don't want to have someone else's body odor on a bed I'm sleeping on. But you'd be surprised how many listings actually don't have clean comforters. That's a way to set yourself apart. If you can make sure those comforters are clean and someone picks up the comforter, puts it to their face, and it smells clean, you've already won half the battle. You know the Easter bunny? When you get those Easter baskets when your kids has like chocolate in it, little chocolate eggs and different little things you can play with, or Happy Meals? Well, I'm not saying get a Happy Meal or, or Easter bunny basket for the house, but do something nice for your guests. Put something together with a nice handwritten card. It says, thank you so much. Out of the thousands of Airbnbs, you chose me. You gave me a chance. And I'm going to make this stay memorable for you. Leave them a thank you note, handwritten. Put their name on it if you can. Make that part of your process. And deliver some goodies. Could be things like candy or, or healthy items like um, those little um, dried apples. You know, whether you want to be healthy or you want to put candy there, get some good quality stuff to show your guests that you really appreciate them and lay it out so it's all pretty and aesthetic. That's the perfect thing to walk into. And put some water in the fridge because people are parched. And if you have water in the fridge, they can open up that bottle, drink it, and go, ah, that was fresh. So have some water in the fridge, have a little gift upon delivery, and make sure the essentials are there. Things like the toilet paper. Don't buy the Dollar Tree stuff because it breaks in your hands. Try to get some good toilet paper and enough for the entire stay. It could be three or four rolls per bathroom but definitely want to include enough toilet paper for this day. Paper towel rolls, uh, sponges, kitchen soap, um, shampoo, conditioner, cleansing bars, uh, towels, bath towels, hand towels, washcloths, pool towels, you name it. If it's an essential, it needs to be at your property. You can even include like spices, condiments, ketchup, things of that nature, coffee, things that people need that are essentials. You want to have them there. And if you're not going to put them for whatever reason, you need to set the expectation before your guest travels hundreds, maybe thousands of miles to come to your place, because that way they can prepare for their stay and bring whatever you're not supplying them. If you have things advertised like a barbecue grill, if you have a jacuzzi or a spa, your pool heater needs to work. If your pool heater doesn't work and you have a picture of a spa and you're saying that's just a whole pool, but my pool heater, it clunked out, it doesn't work. That does not fly because it's not as advertised, right? So if you have a grill, if you have a pool, it needs to work, it needs to be clean. Um, if you advertise baby items like a crib, um, a pack and play, uh, if you have game tables like a pool table or an air hockey table, everything needs to be perfectly functioning because you cannot advertise something that is not there or that's not in functional condition because it will come back to haunt you when the guest checks in and it's not right, they will ask for money back. It always happens. So you definitely want to make sure whoever you're trusting with your space, whether it's your cleaner or your manager, 
that they're actually checking everything that's as advertised on your listings. Little trade trick of mine. I have a pretty kick-ass coffee shop in the neighborhood, and everyone loves to try it. I put a couple gift cards in that basket because, hey, coffee, free coffee, gourmet free coffee, that's a cool thing. And if they don't drink coffee, they have biscuits. So including something that's special to your neighborhood and just setting aside maybe $30 to let your guests try that experience, even if they don't use it, it's signaling to the guests that you care, that they're important to you, and that you want their stay to go right. So if there's anything in your neighborhood that your guests can try, there's a way that you can allow them to have that experience, but not break the bank. I suggest you do it because most people are not. And it's just another way to set yourself apart from all of this inventory that's on Airbnb. A little secret trick that I've always used is being available on their check-in time. Because I know everyone leads a busy life, but if you're available when they're checking in at 3 p.m. or 4 p.m. or 6 p.m., then if there's any issues finding parking, if there's any issues getting into the neighborhood or using the electronic lock or finding the key, you can quickly answer the phone and help them through it without any service hiccups. The worst thing that happens is your guests, they just don't know how to use a lock. They don't know to press that check mark on the electronic lock and they're stuck outside for 30 minutes and then the wife is starting to get super angry because she has to feed her kids inside and then the husband's starting to get irritated now and they're calling you and calling you and calling you. No one answers. Well, they're going to be pretty pissed off, right? And then that's just setting the tone for how that interaction is going to go their whole vacation. So whether it's you or you have a co-host or someone helping you, someone needs to be available and ready to respond at check-in time. It makes a world of difference when you actually answer when duty calls. And this is a way that you can set yourself apart because that part of your review that is the check-in, you'll get five stars every single time. Now, accidents happen. Sometimes things happen, things break. There's plumbing issues. Someone clogs a toilet or they stick bones down the garbage disposal. They can't use a garbage disposal or the washing machine clunks out, things happen. But as much as we can control for, we really need to control for it during our clean and inspection process. Because if we dropped the ball, if we messed up and they checked in and something wasn't right, then we're inconveniencing the guests because we were supposed to make sure the property was ready for them. So one way to set yourself apart is making sure maintenance-wise, everything is working. Everything's working. There's no pending projects or things that need to be fixed, like a bed frame, or a game table, or an arcade game in the game room, all this needs to be made available to them. Um, Because excuses, no one likes them. And if you even message letting them know, hey, the game table's broken, we're not going to have it, that's not what you advertise. So anything that's actually needing to be done, it is a priority. Because if, if we don't make it a priority to prepare it for them prior to their arrival, they will complain about it. And we can't be surprised when they win a refund, some compensation from Airbnb because of something that was an as-advertised issue that we didn't end up our end of the bargain on, right? So making sure the maintenance is correct is a huge way to set yourself apart because then you won't have one negative review that mentions that you don't have a well-maintained place. You don't want anyone to say that you're running a dump, so don't run a dump. Now, we always want to deliver more value than what we're charging for. So in the client and the guest side, that the value equation, it's adding up to them. We want them to say, for the price I paid, this place was awesome. Not, I paid way too much and this place was a piece of crap. There's two opposite ends of the spectrum here. And we want to make sure that we exceed the expectations so the price we charge needs to be fair 
but we need to deliver more value than what we're charging, a little bit more value than what we're charging. We don't want to do a tug of war with value to make sure we're the winning end here. We want to make sure the guest is getting some more value than what they paid because then they will tell their friends, they'll tell their family, and they will come back the next time they're visiting. So we want to deliver, and part of that is delivering what we promise, and part of that is going the extra mile. If you are not completely local, having a handyman that lives around the neighborhood, it's a huge help because if it's 11 o'clock at night, you can pay a little bit extra money for your handyman to go over and help them with an issue. Or if he can't get there at night, he could get there in the morning. But that speed of response will get appreciated in the reviews. Having someone that lives close by to the property that can respond to problems is key to running a successful vacation rental operation. So when you look at your dream team, find out if anyone lives close. Does your cleaner live close? Does your maintenance guy live close? Your inspector? Someone needs to live close enough to the property that if something comes up, you have somebody to respond to the call of duty. Because that speed of response is going to win you those five-star reviews. You'll be a guest favorite and a super host in no time. I'm in tons of groups on Facebook um, for market research purposes and just to make friends and, and network with other like-minded hosts. And one thing I haven't appreciated is the complainer culture. A lot of people complain about how the guests left the property, about how the guests acted and behaved and all sorts of things under the sun. But we're in hospitality and I know we have strong feelings about when people do us wrong. But it's not good to share those things in a public place. Like that's something you can, I don't know, complain with your spouse about, but it's not to go to pub in the public and be complaining about your guests. It's just bad form, right? So yes, there's stuff that happens and there's stuff that we can fix, but we need to treat every guest with respect because even in the worst situation, say someone smokes in your house, brings an unauthorized pet, leaves it a huge mess. How you deal with it will affect the outcome of the air cover claims process, of any sort of um, mediation that has to occur, of request for payment. So always dealing with people courteously and respectfully, it wins out in the end, even if you're asking for a payment for property they may have damaged. So dealing with everyone in a respectful and professional manner pays dividends in the short-term rental game. Sometimes emotions run high, and when people break your stuff, yeah, it sucks. It does suck. But we cannot be emotionally attached to material things. Things break, right? Even if something was important to us, which if it was, we shouldn't have put in a vacation rental, we shouldn't get emotionally attached to it because it's just business. Something breaks, we have the receipt for it, we will make sure we're compensated for it by using the proper um, channels. We will have documentation, pictures, our vendor write up an invoice, we'll send that to our cover and get reimbursed for it. But we don't want to treat anyone unprofessionally. We don't want to get irate yell, demand payment. We want to be professional at all times and you will win in the end. So if you just treat people with respect and deliver on your experience, that will set you apart. So many hosts do this wrong. I mean, I'm not spitting any logic that's secret sauce or anything. I'm just saying my truth and what is what I think is the fundamentals of doing any sort of vacation rental or hospitality business, right? Even if you're in restaurants, this, this all applies. But when you look, if you just put your own area and you put, say, February 5th to 26, most of the properties on the first page, there's not a lot of competition. Someone has six reviews, 4.8 average. Someone's brand new, no reviews, no reviews on this one. Let's look at another one, no reviews. 
This one has 72 reviews, so they've been around for a while, but a four-star average. So the bar is set kind of low. Like if you're doing all these things and you're consistent with your systems, you're always checking for these details and your team cares about these details as much as you do, you will have a near five-star review. You may have one bad guest, not a bad guest, but a bad review that makes it a 4.9. But if you can get a listing that has over 40 or 50 reviews out of 4.9, you're already beating out all the rest of the competition. And this is just by doing the same good stuff over and over and over. And over time, what that does for your brand is it allows you to charge premium prices. You can't charge premium prices out of the gate because you don't have the track record. But once you have the track record, just like on Wall Street or with realtors or with any business, when you see past successes and past wins, that's who you want to go with. You want to go with the winning team. Guests are the same way. When future uh, potential guests, when they want to stay somewhere, they look at the reviews because I don't want to take a chance on a place that's not a sure thing. So if you build that review base by offering attractive price up front and doing all these things consistently, then you, in the end, will win out. So maybe year one is at a loss, but year two or three, you'll be extremely profitable, right? But if you have a team doing this, all these things need to be consistent. We could perform once, but we're only as good as the last time we did it. If we're inconsistent, if we deliver a great experience this time, but a crappy one the next time, this doesn't work because you have one five-star review, one two-star review, and yada, 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 so on, so on. It, it will only work if we're consistent with our systems. So having a system, having checklists, operating procedures, these are all super critical. This is what I'm going to share this year on this podcast, but you don't want your SOPs standard operating procedures, for anyone who doesn't know the acronym, your SOPs, your checklist, to be so long that your cleaner just freaks out when they see it. Because there's such thing as overcomplicating something simple, right? Like most people know how to clean a place. If you give your cleaner a checklist of 300 items, they will quit or they'll ask you for three times the money, right? You have to be reasonable too. So part of the art here is getting your SOP and your checklist simplified, readable, and repeatable. If you can do that, you're well on your way to running a vacation rental you can be proud of that's going to do good in 2024 and beyond. So thanks for tuning in, everyone. This is just the first episode of 2024. I apologize for not putting out more frequent episodes, but I'm going to use all my copious notes that I've taken in the last couple of months to share my key takeaways to help you run a more profitable vacation rental business this year and for the years to come. So with the Facebook group, I'm going to start engaging with you there. So if you've sent an invite, I'm going on today to accept those invites and we can get the dialogue started on what you would like to see this year from me so that we can get content that's relevant to you to help you grow a sustainable short-term rental. Okay, until next time, friends. Thanks for joining me. Take care.